Welcome to Futurefile, the podcast exploring technologies that are changing the way we live, work and play. We've had a little bit of a break for Christmas, but we're back now and we're going to get into it. Today, we'll be talking about the Consumer Electronics Show, what it is, what it means, uh, and the clues that it gives us about the kind of tech trends that we'll be seeing for the next year. I'd also like to take a moment to introduce my new co-host, Shivali Best is the latest member of the Mirror Tech team. She'll be joining me from now on to share her expertise with the rest of us. Hello, thank you very much for letting me join. Um, I'm not so sure about my expertise, but I'm excited to be doing a podcast. Um, So yes, as you mentioned, we are talking about CES today, um, which is now one of the world's biggest tech conferences um, that takes place in January in Las Vegas every year. Um, Amazingly, it actually has been going on for over 50 years now. Um, So it started in 1967 in New York. um, And since then, it has just gone from strength to strength. Um, So over the years, some of the biggest announcements in tech have been made at CES. So in 1970, um, the first VCR prototype was shown by Sony. Um, In 1981, the first CD player was shown there. Um, In 96, DVDs. Um, Many of these sound pretty retro now. Yeah, going back always. Yeah, and then uh, a bit more recently, in 2010, uh, the first Android tablet was shown there. So it just continues to grow, yeah. Um, And numbers have also been getting bigger and bigger so in 1967 it had just 100 exhibitors um, but this year we've seen almost 4,000 exhibitors so it's absolutely huge now yeah wow I mean, it is, it's just massive. I, I mean, I've never actually been. I've no, never been to see this. But we, I've covered it for, for years now. Um, and it just sort of keeps growing. And, it, you know, you hear the reports and it's just taking over Las Vegas. It, you know, it, it, the, the Las Vegas Convention Center is sort of the main hub. And that's just this gigantic indoor arena. It's sort of the size of several football fields, um, you know, all rammed with kind of stands and, and displays and people milling around. You've got journalists, industry uh, experts, you've got investors, people trying to sort of plug their, their new gadget, their new product. It's just this gigantic hub of industry activity. Uh, and yeah, as as you said, it's one of the biggest in the world. Yeah, here it's a bit of a nightmare to get around as well. Yeah, Vegas itself that. is huge and then trying to get to different shows i think is going to be a bit of a nightmare yeah you do and it's right after christmas as well new year so people have just sort of been chilling out and having a nice break and then they've got to up sticks go to vegas and just oh sounds sounds like a marathon yeah i'm quite glad i've not had to cover it before we cover it sort of from the relative comfort of uh, of the office here in london yeah i think because it is held in January each year as well it really does set the tone for the year um, so some of the biggest trends often appear at CES and then continues to appear throughout the year so um, mm. things like 4k TVs and I think this year as well VR was one of the big things so there was a lot of new VR headsets appearing right. which I think mm-hmm. are now gonna be popping up throughout the year yeah yeah it definitely does doesn't it and it's sort of you know, in the early days, it sort of it started as a, as a well, it really was an industry conference, and it was based a lot around the audio, visual, the consumer electronics, like like you mentioned, VCRs and TVs and stuff like that. But it's just, it's a wide range of technologies now that kind of are all jostling for attention. Um, but yeah, you, you you do can pick out a couple of the trends that you think are going to kind of really take hold in the years. And I know VR, we've had it for a couple of years, and we were sort of going, is it is it going to be mainstream yet? We had the PlayStation VR that came in um, a couple of years ago. The the Oculus Rift was probably the biggest name, and you just sort of 
waiting for it really to latch on. And yeah, yet again, bigger, bigger CES this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, shall we bring it up to speed and talk specifically about what we saw this year uh, and what we liked? And uh, yeah, bring it right up to 2018. There was a lot to choose from. As I said, there was over almost 4,000 exhibitors. So there's a lot of stuff to pick from, but I have whittled mine down. Yeah, I've I've picked out a couple of ones that... uh, that, that sort of I like the look of and more for me not the what the actual technology is right now but as ever what it promises to be down the line I really like kind of looking at this these shaky prototypes that are you know maybe not quite ready for for demoing yet but they get them out anyway uh, and I look at it and I try to see the best in it I try to see you know where this is going to be in five ten years yeah uh, that's really like that's really that really appeals to me like get, try and look past just the you know the nuts and bolts of it as to what is promising yeah everything starts as a prototype exactly so, exactly yeah, we'll see which stuff's out in five ten years exactly so so for me let's see i really like so there was the first one that caught my eye was this and we we covered it uh, on the mirror is this uh roll up tv from lg so I'll, I'll set the scene for you. It's a flexible display, an OLED 4K display. So, you know, sharp colors, uh, really good display technology, but flexible. So it's it's quite hard to, to explain it, but it's, it's mounted on a motorized spindle, which is set in a rectangular box that is sort of mounted onto the wall. So picture the room and there's this big kind of box, almost like a sound bar, sort of bolted onto the wall. And then you, at the touch of a button, you'll see this sort of screen unfurl itself from the box. Um, and again, LG is saying this is not for commercial uh, use this year, though they won't be able to get it out. It's just a prototype. Um, but what it speaks to me is flexible displays, which are kind of that minority report future of of people sitting on the train or the tube and and reading like a a, what is it like a paper but it's a screen yeah it kind of reminded me of uh, the newspapers in Harry Potter which are kind of like animated exactly exactly. a very strong reference there we will get there one day and this is the the tiniest first sort of step towards that so I saw that that roll up TV and I thought yeah I'm not sure I'll be uh, having that in my in my front room anytime soon but I really liked like the idea that we're kind of getting towards that sci-fi vision. Have they said how long it will be until? They've said that they might get it out in 2019. Okay. So maybe you'll get a commercial version in 2019. For three million For pounds. For three million pounds, <laughs> exactly. It is not going to be... Uh, one thing that we can just wander down to like Curry's and pick one up for a couple hundred quid, not for some time yet. Um, and even so, because of you know the way a TV works, is is you've got to have all the ports and and all the connections and and things. So you can't just have a screen. That's why you need the box because mm-hmm. um, you've got to have somewhere to sort of plug in all, all your everything, your bits and pieces. And then you know it will take a really kind of like wireless future, I think, before we can just hold a screen mm-hmm. and have whatever we want kind of stream directly to it. Um, I question what the quality is like as well. If you can fold a screen, how yeah. is the picture going to look on it? Yeah, and like durability as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if it. I, I don't think I've ever broken a TV screen in my life in my rock and roll tech journalism life. I don't think I've ever broken. A I've broken TV. many a phone screen, but oh, never yeah, many, a TV yeah, screen. Yeah, many phone screens. I've yeah. never done in a TV screen though. But yeah, so I I saw that and thought, okay, this is kind of a a bit of a kind of gimmicky kind of cool product to to show off and, and obviously CS has always been a lot about screens so that one fit right in but 
I like to think that it's uh, it's heading towards the a future. A glimpse into the future. A glimpse yeah. into the future of how we will be kind of watching and, and taking. I mean, you know, because TV now is everyone's people are watching Netflix you know you're, you, you, TV is great it's a great time to be watching TV it's not mm-hmm. like you've got four channels and you have to sit and watch whatever is programmed by someone else you can find almost anything you want so imagine being able to just have I mean we've got tablets and phones and stuff but just unrolling a screen yeah you'd look bus. pretty cool on tube wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love it so so for me, that was one that, that this year that, that I that I uh, I saw that I liked. Um, actually, I suppose I should just mention this isn't specifically the first year that, that a flexible screen has been shown. Yeah. off. we've seen them before. Yeah, um, but you know it comes around again. And, uh, and LG has been talking about doing it for so long. Yeah, I've written so many rumors pieces about them. So it's nice to actually see them bringing a prototype to CES. Exactly. Yeah, and mm. that's I think that's kind of what CES can be good for as well. Is you know you hear the the rumors and the the little snippets of things that people may be working on behind the scenes and then it's you know an opportunity we get finally to see some sort of tangible physical prototype or whatever and and that's great so um yeah so that was that was number one for me right and continuing my idea of looking vastly into the future passenger drones this is very cool this is very cool okay so so this idea of Jetsons style future where we all have a little like flying car in our driveway I can't wait for that I can't wait for that to come I want to just be able to walk out my front door hop in my little personalised flying drone and be whisked away to the office or wherever or, or, I don't know ideally not to the office not the office but... I know. that's not <laughs> that wouldn't be my number one choice how bad no. is that that's the first thing I think of is I've got to go to work so yeah oh. no. But <laughs> not sure where you park it at work but that is, yeah that's true parking traffic we're, we're going to have to figure all these things out but Irrespective of that, at CES this year, we had a couple of of sort of personalised kind of quadcopters. Think gigantic drones, you know, the little ones you fly around with your phone. But these are sort of scaled up ones that you'd actually sit in and get taken around around in. So there was one. There was one that was a. Uh, it's called the Volocopter. It was from a German-made uh, company. It's got eighteen rotors. Can take two people, uh, and they hope hope to be operating. This company hoped to have these drones operating. In uh, in Dubai as kind of like personalised taxi services in the next three or four years. Yeah, I've seen them so try out. The, yeah, they revealed one in Dubai last year. I yeah, think it was. Yeah, right. right. So that was one. Another one was a company called Surefly, and they were a, they're a US based company, and they'd they'd kind of made a two person um, hybrid electric diesel drone that can they say has, has a range of of about uh, 113 kilometers or 70 miles. Um, again, I don't think that was actually tested, but it was it was unveiled. We saw it. It's there. They've built it. And, you know, we're talking right the very baby steps of this kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, one day. How would you actually fly it, though? Would you be in the controls inside it or would it be flying on its I, own? I think there will be um, automated controls. So there'll be a central flight controller like they sort of see with um, a lot of a lot of planes now are kind of can be kind of remote almost remotely flying and you know you'll get in put your navigation destination in sorry put your destination into the navigation system mm-hmm. and just kind of be taken where you want to go that's the ideal future I think right because they can't have us all be going to pilot school can they no exactly because <laughs> at, at the beginning you're right all these ones now the, the, even the prototypes that they are flying around you have to have a private pilot yeah. private pilot's license before they'll let you get in and fly around with it obviously in case anything goes wrong yeah um, 
so yeah i mean i don't know if we'll ever get to a sort of uh jetson style flying car existence while i'm still alive um i would like to think we do but there's a lot of people working on them like even uber's trying to develop their own i think it's called uber air that will be like a taxi service you can just call and it'll fly you across the city be pretty cool it'd be pretty cool wouldn't it yeah we'll have to see who actually gets there first to get the first ones going yeah and yeah and and again the you know the cost will have to come down a little bit, I don't think. Yeah, um, we can't be talking about cost all the time today. You're right, you're right, you're <laughs> absolutely right. But this is this is lovely future gazing, so mm-hmm. uh, let's not be saddled with like relative details like how much it's going to cost. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so those were a couple of things that I, I saw and fired up my kind of techno lust, I suppose, for the for the conference. Um, what did you, what, what caught your eye? So the first one that I really liked was Samsung's new TV called The Wall, which they're describing as the screen of the future. And this is basically, the one they had on display is a 146 inch TV that essentially is just a wall inches. in your house. Right, yeah. Um, just a gigantic a massive TV who needs a home cinema when a whole wall (laughs) is a TV Um, so one of the coolest things about this is that it it doesn't have to just be the 146 inch size they can keep making it bigger and bigger without losing quality right okay so they have these things called micro LEDs inside them and each one emits its own light so instead of having to backlight the whole thing or have some kind of filter on it you can just keep adding more and more micro LEDs and the quality will be as good. So I would love to have a whole wall in my flat as a TV. (laughs) Not sure my tiny flat would cope with that. Can you imagine? Not having to fight for the best spot on the couch because you're just looking at the entire wall. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, Again, no idea of cost. I'm sure sure it's very, very expensive to make. But yeah, imagine in the future that everyone having one of those in their houses. I guess the the way you would start out with that is by sort of looking at kind of corporate uh, buyers and you, you'd use it for businesses and things like that or yeah. you know think of like I suppose like the giant screens at Piccadilly in London uh, or things like that and then you know gradually gradually we can have a wall of yeah. screen in our well if you look back like I remember when the houses. first big flat screen TVs coming came out and they were a massive novelty and one of my friends had them and we all would love to go around their houses whereas this could be that in a yeah, few years. Actually, you're absolutely right. TVs historically, they, they, they drop quite quickly. Like, I was amazed earlier this year when I was looking at, because around Christmas time and stuff, people are like, thinking, oh, the Christmas movies are on, maybe we'll look into getting a new TV in the January sales, for example. Um, and, you know, the sort of 55-inch TVs, you, mm-hmm. can, you can buy some pretty decent ones. Yeah, you can just go into for, Tesco now and get, like, a nice little yeah, cheap one. I know. That's crazy. Anyway. Maybe we'll be doing that in 10 years with a wall TV. <laughs> Just going into your local Tesco. Yeah. Uh, Can you just fit out my wall with a whole TV? Yeah, Yeah. that'd be great. Perfect. Okay, so that was my first one. Okay, good choice. My second one is slightly different. um, And this was a thing called My Special Aflac Duck. Um, Okay. (laughs) It looks looks a little bit naff, I'm not going to lie. It looks like a little stuffed toy, but it has a great kind of... um, meaning behind it so it's basically a robotic duck designed for children with cancer um to act as a companion for them so it has really realistic movements i've seen a video of it and it is quite cute um so it can kind of nuzzle into them and quack um and it's basically designed to kind of go through their whole treatment journey with them right so say they're getting like a a cannula put in or something the duck can get like a mini one put in as well um and one of the nicest things i think is that i think 
often children quite, find it quite hard to express how they're feeling. Um, so kids can are given different cards with different emotions, um, and they yeah. can hold it up to the duck, and then the duck will convey it. So say they're in pain, they can uh-huh. hold the pain card up to the duck, and the duck will act in a certain way, so the doctors can then know how the child's feeling. Um, so I think it's really cute, and yeah. it won a Best of CES award, so obviously it has got some quite high-tech stuff behind it. Yeah. And it's not just a little gimmick. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when it's going to be ready or if they're using them yet, but I think it's a really cute idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Nice to have something that's a little bit more, I don't know, pure, I suppose. Than yeah. Trying to solve a problem, I think. Uh, I think CES maybe often gets accused of, and I suppose we can farm this out to the wider technology industry at the moment a little bit, trying to solve problems that don't really exist. Yeah. You know, it's a TV. It's a bigger TV. It's got more pixels. Yeah, okay, it's great and we love it, but mm-hmm. that sounds like it's trying to have a bit of an impact and really kind of yeah. help people in a very vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. I think putting the technology inside a duck is quite a cute idea. Yeah. Instead of having like a little robot that actually looks like a robot it's quite yeah. a nice is it, thing. So is, is it fluffy it's, it's yeah, a fluffy so it's, little it's duck like little it's probably about right. half a meter it's tiny it's cute yeah so I, I really like that one why do you think they chose a duck so apparently the Aflac duck is an actual like the symbol of this company oh, um, okay so they just tried to try, try to bring it to life I think okay interesting yeah well, so that choice. was my uh, other favorite one um, there were some very bizarre things announced at CES this year. Mm-hmm. I think every year there are some weird things yeah. which get a lot of coverage because oh, they're so weird. We're always looking for the... Worst. We love a weird story. We love the weird stuff, don't we? So some of my favourite weird ones mm-hmm. um, were this thing called Helite Hip Air. Did you see the airbags for the hips? I did see this. Yeah, so I basically did see these are inflatable bags to be worn on the hips for elderly people so that if they do fall... It kind of it sort of protects them, right? Yeah, it's like an airbag in a car. It explodes. Who it, is using that? I don't. I don't. Imagine know. trying to get an older person to wear this bizarre belt every day in case they fall. Right. I or mm. you know, in the middle of the night, you're going to get up before you go to the, the grab your hip el- grab your belt, your belt to, <laughs> to put it on. Yeah, that was a weird one for me. That was a weird one. I yeah. see where they're going with it. You know, it's yeah, it's uh, the sentiment's you know, there. The but sentiment is there. I see. I see the. I see the, the thinking behind it a little bit, but. Maybe maybe not quite the application. Yet. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, that was one of my favourite weird ones. That is a weird one, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what, I can't think of any weird ones that I saw. There's all kinds one of, of the most horrible weird ones I saw was this mirror, which you look in every day, it analyses your skin, and then tells you where your wrinkles are, where your spots are, oh, yes. and then which products you should be using to make them go away. This. Yeah. What a horrible way to start your day. Imagine. <laughs> Get up and look at all your flaws. Here's your flaws. Now go enjoy your day. Right. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see a huge like amount of people queuing up to get one of those. No. But uh, I don't know, maybe they'll do roaring business for the Instagram crowd. Yeah, selfie lovers. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, we, there are certain sort of trends, I think, that, that, that seem to come back year after year. We did mention, mention a little bit earlier virtual reality, but there were a couple of other ones that I picked up on this year, again, that we've sort of seen come back year after year, progress a little bit. Um, and one of the ones I saw was sort of personalized robots. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from from the duck that you mentioned, the actual the, these little kind of helpful robots that will talk to you or, or play media files or whatever, or play music to you. 
um, trying to kind of like really normalize the idea of having robots around. They they say that on some of the stands at the show, they will just have these robots just kind of doing little laps and circles around and, and people stop and take photos with them and things like that. Um, one 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 particular one that caught my eye was Sony. They brought out their robot dog. It's called Ibo. It's a little. They've had it for years, mm-hmm. and they kind of they bring it out and let it run around. And you know, I, do you think we'll ever? Do you think we'll get used to having robots being just a normal like part of society? That I think so. I think that's yeah. the way it's going. They're becoming more and more mainstream and being used for a lot of um, tasks. Yeah, like, like in hotels, you can see robots now. Um, trying to think where else you can see them, but yeah, I think in the future, kids are going to have robot mm. dogs instead of real dogs. And right, right. It's it's there's it's very Black Mirror. But, it's very Black Mirror, yeah. isn't it? There's there's two sides to this all because it's it could be you know you could have a robotic companion that, as you say, helps you through a particularly troubling time in your life. Or you could have, and this is one a theme that keeps coming up, is this idea of having your job taken away by a robot because it's cheaper and it doesn't need a salary. It just mm-hmm. needs to be serviced every once in a while and charged up. So it's it's a it's a real kind of divisive issue, and it's interesting to see it sort of hyped up so much at, at really you know industry techie events like CES, mm-hmm. and then see that kind of disconnect when it kind of comes out of the bubble of the tech sphere and the tech industry and that and hits the real world yeah you know with real people who have real-time commitments and families and jobs and worries and concerns and all that sort of stuff right yeah interestingly though two of the uh, personal robots that were shown at ces failed on stage so sony's ibo failed and i think it was lg's chloe um, yes, that's both right. of them during presentations didn't respond when they should be. So I'm not sure if the technology is actually keeping up with people's vision yet. Yeah, yeah. God, that's awkward, isn't that's it? Such an awkward experience. It's our new, brand new robot. Yeah, it's not just watching the video made me feel a bit awkward. Ooh. So yeah, if you haven't seen that video, check it out <laughs> on our website. On our website. <laughs> That's right, yeah, because we did cover it, didn't we? So, yeah. yes, make sure you go to the uh, the tech section of the mirror and check that out. Another um, trend that I didn't really see going away this year was smart assistants. Um, so both Amazon's Alexa and Google Assistant were appearing in a lot more devices this year. Um, so things like smart glasses and um, headphones, and then also a smart toilet, I think, had oh, Google Assistant, which is bizarre. But, yeah, they are popping up everywhere. <laughs> Well, not the toilets, they're smart assistants. <laughs> so it's a smart assistant equipped toilet. Yeah. Well. I don't really want to know why you'd need that on the toilet. Again, but... solving problems that maybe aren't there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe aren't there. I don't know. Maybe maybe you need to order some more toilet roll and when better to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I think there's a conversation as well to be had uh, and it crops up year after year is... is CES, this gigantic trade show where everybody who's everybody wants to be there, you know, like you said, all those exhibitors, all those attendees, um, is it relevant still? Is it, in, you know, in a, in, in a time when we can kind of happily kind of get the gist of it from, from here in London, you know, we, do we need to, do, do, is, it, is it still relevant? I don't know. I'm not sure. I've never been and I feel like I've been able to cover most of the big announcements from London. Mm. Um, 
And interestingly, I think is that Apple has like never goes. They just do their own thing. Right, I wonder yeah. if that will be the future that different companies just start doing their own announcements separately. You're right. Yeah, you get to a certain point where you're big enough where it just doesn't matter to you. Apple is one you mentioned. Microsoft has a has a doesn't really have a presence there, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Google this year was at the show mostly to hype the assistant, as you said. Um, but you're right. You you can get to a certain um, certain level where you're big enough name brand to, to that you don't have to mix it in with everyone else um i think it's, it's maybe it's maybe still relevant if you're a small company you want to try and be where all the all the industry people are and, and there's still a reason to go if you if you if you can approach it the right way but even so there's so many people that yeah unless you're uh, announcing you something gonna... huge yeah it's really hard to stand out i think mm. Well, the ones we remember are wacky or right, really ones, innovative exactly. so the, the unless you've got something like that it is going to be tough i think yeah, I mean, I don't foresee it going away. I think it'll just get maybe bigger and yeah. and more crazy. Um, you know, we'll see that. We'll keep seeing the gigantic new American fridges with built-in Google assistance, and we'll see the, the wacky huge TVs that take over your entire wall. But yeah, it's it, I don't know. It, it, it'd be very interesting to see how this show kind yeah. of where it goes from here. I would like to go one year, I think, oh, I, to experience I, it. Right, but that's um, it. So we're both saying, oh, I don't know if it's yeah, but like if, if it's going to go on or, or if it's relevant anymore. But we both still like to go. I I, I would do it maybe once. Yeah. <laughs> maybe once. Would Having be done enough. some of the other ones, I know how stressful right. it can be. So yeah, maybe once. But right. So yeah. So there we go. If you if you didn't know what CES was, or you've never heard of it before, um, we hopefully have given you a bit of a window into into what it is. This just big trade show that will sort of set the tone for some of the tech that you'll probably be seeing um, covered around or maybe some of it will appear in the shops over the next few months. Um, there are other trade shows throughout the year and, and tech is always innovating and, and new things are coming out but CES is, is usually the big one. So um, I think that's probably about all we've got time for. Um, thanks very much for listening. Shivali, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. And as always, please leave us a review, uh, drop us some suggestions for other topics you might want us to cover in the future. Uh, don't forget to check out all the uh, the coverage that we do on, on the mirror.co.uk. Just go to mirror.co.uk forward slash tech uh, and you'll find all the latest technology news. So thanks again and we'll see you at the next one.